0: Hello friends, this is John Klein III, and we're going to review Marauders, Volume 2, that started in 2022, Issue 7. So let's get to this, to this. So new, new comics this week for the podcast. I'll talk about those um, briefly after this issue review. So, um, just to do to cover new comics, I figured we will at least do a back issue of my uh, uh, recent back issues that is becoming quite the stack. So, it'd be nice to knock out some of these. This has been on my for the podcast for a while now, but um, Marauders Volume 2 suffers from not being Volume 1. (laughs) But this one's not that bad of an issue. I mean, it has... Pretty much volume one can be um, simplified to being adventure, high sea adventures, and this one's going to be deep space adventures and time adventures. But there's some grounding of it. And to promote it, I think I'm going to do this uh, Lockheed page. And so, inside cover ad is uh, two classics now in one, which is. Uh, the green M M&M and M, and I guess the green or the brown M M&M, and M, who's now a lady, For crunchy cookie M and Ms, and then the issue opens with Waterbury, Connecticut, United States, and what's that? Oh, oh, Stringfellow shouts, "Scratch! Where the hell is love? The theater of pain is rebuilding. Brimstone love will appear when he sees fit." Offer my him my future. If he can't show up for that, then you can pay his bill. What your bones should be jelly right now. You should be an omelet. And then Scratch literally puts his hands on Stringfellow's head and just like starts squeezing his head like a grape. Your mind decide if it's a red grape or a green grape or purple grape, perhaps. Find me online and tell me what color grape you think it should be. I am only what I am a man of constant rage, a mutant immune to mutant gifts. Which is weird. So, like, like if Cyclops optic blast him, it wouldn't have any effect. Like, it wouldn't even push him back a little bit. Um, or Emma can't read his mind. Kate can't phase through him. What about Colossus? Can Colossus not pick him up in his metal form? What's the <laughs> limits to this guy? And you, uh-huh. stringfellow, you are the broken egg between us. You just hear a chalk and then a... As we see Lockheed um, witnessing from above and a rat with a smiley face on its back, watching Lockheed. And then the panel ends with Lockheed giving us a unamused look of like, ugh, this is my subplot. Which, his subplot in Volume 2 is pretty nice. I'll say that. Hellfire Bay, Cola, and Kate's talking to Cilibra from 2099. Which, I don't remember X-Men 2099 that well. Like, I remember reading um, probably some spotty issues here and there. But, there was never any references to the classic, you know, X-Men of the present day. And I had some toys, which I'm pretty sure I did not play, um correctly with. I think Mean Streak was one. One was like a red demon guy um, with bat wings. So a red bat wing demon guy. Ugh, probably had like two others. So this is Celebra and Kate saying, Adjusting well, Salibra, not every and stray lands on the Eve of Judgment. The prognitiator was one thing. This is also analog. My Cyclops could have just changed the floor to potting soil. See, I didn't even know 299 had a Cyclops. But maybe in this previous arc, or wherever they grabbed her from, you know, they try to do a little more tying together of names. But standing here with you, Captain Pride, planting a gate flower, 299 had the intro text about the... Time I've read of the X-Men taking in future refugees never thought I'll be one It's surreal but I'm thankful for every minute cable said you need me can't imagine it for gardening the flowers for Bishop new Marauder was still missing a gate which is silly they named their spaceship the new Marauder like there was no better name so you might as well just call it Marauder 2.2 or something now the captain commander can almost be in two places at once I've got other uses for you. I examine your time drive. It won't be easy, but with my gift's restored, I should be able to scan its inhabitants for your five. But I, since you're still a no one Marauders, more like not yet. And then we see the other Marauders, um, Somnus. Oh, you know what? I I should have skipped ahead. To the welcome page. <clears throat> Sarcassus, Cape Pride, Bishop, Psylocke, Dakin, Lockheed, Aurora Somnus, which is who I was like, what is that guy's name? Temple and Cassandra Nova. This is Here Comes Yesterday, Part (coughs) 1. Writer Steve Orlando. Artist Eleonora Carlini. Color artist Rochelle Rosenberg and Matt Mila. So, you know, the comic looks amazing. Letter and production, VCs Ariana Maher. Design, Tom Muir. Uh, Cover artist is K. Nuke, and there's some variant covers. Associate Editor Lauren Amaro, Editor Jordan D. White, C.B. Sabowski, Editor-in-Chief. And this issue came out December 2022, so a year and a month old. The New Modders team has come a long way from their first inaugural mission of rescuing Taken from the clutches of Brimstone Love and his theater of pain. In fact, their most recent rescue mission transcended time and space as they used Temple's time manipulation powers to dive into the past and rescue the remnants of the original mutants known as Thresholders. Now, after having a shaken off their judgments at the hand of the Celestial known as the uh the, um, what does Axe stand for? Avengers X-Men Eternals crossover? Judgment Day? The martyrs have turned their attention back to the new mutants, but not those new mutants, at their door. The only question remains will they be friends or foes? So, Somnus, Awara, Psylocke, a Ravage, and Dakin, or F- Fang, or Aki, depending on how familiar you are with him, are in Captain America, Nebraska, as they're looking for a mutant known as horsepower who's a big purple guy with a big old beard black beard and long black hair pretty much like Colossus, but without needing the ability to um armor up uh ravage says his power he's born of tuckus he's a and Adrenal kinetic and drifter. His body burns super adrenaline in many ways youth, regeneration, strength, but he still gets it the traditional way thrills. And so then Dakin just jumps at him and starts attacking powerhouse or I'm sorry, horsepower because it's a better name. Easier to copyright. And I guess the goal is for them to just exhaust each other. And then Somnus can create a nightmare to keep horsepower busy mentally. Uh, once they pass out. And then they can sleep it off on Carcola. On Celebra, a close scientific console stenographer, Forget Me Not, which is awesome. I do love me, Forget Me Not. Attaining Dr. Nemesis. Captain Cape Pride <clears throat> Transition begins As requested, I have poked and prod around Oh, and this is a data page, natural. Our new friend Celibra's DNA before she hatched her And it seems our future castaway has many unique talents Celibra may not be able to replace the five, but with some conditions Miss Haddad may very well be quite useful What conditions, Nemesis? Celebra is still a biological being. She lacks the hard drive space, if you will, of Xavier's helmets. What she can do is interact with what she scans in a way those metal ornaments can't. Our Celibra is a biometric telepath. She can read DNA, manipulate X genes, as well as a host of other psychokinetic skills. So she can save whatever thresholds I got locked in a time drive? Miss Haddad should be able to scan the drive's broken data, not just the mines, but the DNA as well. From there, in theory, she could resemble the broken pieces for resurrection. I believe given an egg, Celibra could even implant both mine and DNA in your oral instead of our current two-part process. She could scan and save the whole team if they were killed on mission. Perhaps, perhaps not. Hard drive space. I expect the most Salibra's mind could hold unaided is one mutant, two at most. And then you have Thermokov's boost fruit to push a mutant's gifts beyond their normal range of ability for a short time. Given a boost fruit, Salibra could no doubt scan and save more. Good thing I keep him around. Might be good to keep Saliba around too as a contingency for long distance submissions. But she just got here. She's not ready to join a crew yet. Hours or otherwise, but I hope she settles in soon between her powers and her perspective, Cocola could use more people like Shakti, and then there's a house ad for Frank or Ryan North and Ivan Coledo's Fantastic Four which variant cover by Ivan Coledo, which seems weird that he's not the cover artist of record, but oh oh, main cover by Alex Ross, so he showed up. The Red Keep, Hellfire Bay, Coca-Cola, and Bishop's chatting with Christian Froth, who is wearing a very skimpy outfit, like short shorts and a very open uh, red tee, or just a red, I don't know, is it just a robe, but without anything below the waist? I don't know, just it's an open red shirt tucked into his short shorts. And they're looking after... Uh-oh, Yakov is the mutant tree who gives them their power boosting. And Christian's watering him with vodka from a hose. So I guess they're just keep trying to keep him happy. And then Bishop talks to Celebro and he talk, jokes about how she's invited to his uh drink up with cable and rachel as they bet on which apples go extinct which libra sadly says uh what What are apples which is fun and then she's looking at the time spear and so libra dictates there are three mutant signatures and they can gather the five so that they can um hatch these from the egg arbor magna Cola. and so this first guy jump um, breaks out of his egg Mm And you see here, there's Crave and then Amass. And what's this lady's name? And they're from the time, not a timeline, but they're from the past, from their culture, they refer to as Threshold. And I'm trying to see what her name is. Uh oh, Thea. And so a mass hacks from his and I probably should have paused all that. And a mass hashes from the egg. Um Kawan, or I guess the Psylocke, states that she should have known it was just one person, the egg, and Celebro can't be trusted to get things right. And whereas they like, don't gloat. And then a mass, you know, looking around, finally realizes um he do his job and so he splits into three people uh, which would be Crave and Thea and then himself but with clothes on now so I don't know how that all worked out and Dakin like puts his classic like, hand up to his mouth Was like don't worry I'm going to tell with you, bro and Aurora's like no point lying to a tellpip I definitely will and Ravage is just, sh- like, open mouth shocked. And Ca- uh, no- Casanova's like, how wonderful. Three time lost urchins in one. And Kate's like, three time lost people you won't touch. Captain's prerogative, Cassandra. My name is Captain Catherine Pride. These are the Marauders. And this is coca our home. Some- somewhere all mutants are safe. And Crave's like, these sounds, they're horrible. Which I like the idea of... Like they're from a different culture, so yeah, like is English something that makes sense to them? Like let's address it. And Thea says it lacks it appears they lack viral translators amass. I believe this is their language, but is this the past or the future Have we made it? You did make it, Pride says, but you, you died in transit, so we resurrected you with an English plug That doesn't stop us anymore. It's been a long time since Threshold, but you're safe and you're among your kind. Just take it slow. And Crave's like, what is a mutant? Hello, Mass, what's a Catherine? And the Mass is like, a Catherine's in charge, Crave. As for mutants, they're in, they're compatible. I feel it. They're enriched like us. Nathia just launches into their origin. Everything's all different. The base technology, the culture, it's been rebuilt or evolved again. That's how long we've been gone. Tell me, Catherine. How well can you imagine the unknown? For our power, Threshold was terminally ill. Escape was our only hope. Not where, but when. As our world burned, we gathered the final three. Me, Thea, whose mastery of local gravity could pierce time, crave a a hedonist who can consume anything to survive, and amass a provocateur able to combine us into a unified being. Together we were a living time capsule. We launched knowing we could only be received. When and if a future society could advance enough to catch us. And what do you know a threshold? And Bishop says, send them the report, Nova. In front of my mind, do nothing else. So we get our data page. that's nicely written into the plot from Bishop Lucas Stylock, To Cyclops Magic. This report is a long overdue as Captain Commander. It's my job to keep the rest, which he got the job from when Scott stepped down. To keep the rest of Krakoa's great captains in the loop. And while Psylocke has been on this mission from moment one, you two have had your hands full elsewhere, understandably. And we all know sometimes a case hits you, and you just gotta act. That's what brought us here. Captain pride has been leading the Marauders on a rescue like no other. One that started a Mysterium puzzle box only she could open. One that was dated as being over 2 billion years old. The Marauders chased the mystery. First to Kassandra Nova, then to Ushara Empire. Then to this own secret society of mad history-bending Templars, the Kin Kinsum. It was from the Kin that we got confirmation of Threshold, a previously unknown mutant golden age from so far in Earth's past there could reasonably be no evidence of it today. The first generation of mutants. This raised as many questions as it did answers, but even worse was the fact that the last survivors from Threshold were lost years ago. Lost to humans, as you are at least. But pride doesn't accept human limitations. She finds mutant answers to seemingly impossible problems. So the Marauders skip back in time and place the Avalon, not long before it was set to crash land into Earth. There we retrieve what was left of Threshold, a our time drive containing the last of Threshold's temporal refugees snatched from the time stream that never allowed to materialize in the present. We escape Avalon, covering our tracks so history was unchanged. But the time drive remained locked and the data inside degraded. But the situation, as hopeless as it sounds, the escapees or escapee from Threshold might still be saved. Just before a run in with the progenerator, Cola received its latest refugee from the future. Celebra has been resurrected, dropped here from 299, to be restored to her full power. Pride's taking a meeting with Dr. Nemesis, who will have a report on Celebra's abilities. Which by now we've already read, which is fun. But we think our skills were psyches and DNA might just be able to read and repair the data locked within this UR time drive. Might be able to mend the broken parts at thresholds last. The situation's ongoing, but looks like our best hope at saving our relatives from the past might rest in the hands of a mutant from the future. Mutant solutions for impossible problems. And then uh, crave pieces of the air that she are. So the void birds finally built their empire. So that's how far back in time they were. The birds they didn't even have a cultural name. Then Tempo talks to them, trying to relate to how she's also lost time herself, and they're sorry. And then the team has a quick huddle between Awara, Dakin, and Bishop, and Silock, I guess is providing the telepathic huddle. And worlds con- um, concerned this could be another Kin Crimson trap. And then Dakin's wondering how there could be mutants before humans ever existed. So like, did they evolve from humans then? Like, what's up? Then Bishop references the Oxygenation Catastrophe, a deadly extinction event so deep in Earth's past we can't even hardly comprehend it. And um uh, Detects no signs of deception, unlike the Decepticons that are clearly trying to deceive you. And Bishop uh, reminds everyone that he came from the future and the X Men welcomed him, which conflicts with my memory of Bishop coming and they're all being mad at him, but maybe that's just the 90s cartoons influence. These three deserve no different. And then Thea references that. Um, Temple has a warm face Expressions are a clear language On threshold A viral linguistics medium Ensures that all are understood So clearly she's looked over At the four of them Having that little huddle And realized like Oh They're suspicious of us Um Somnus tries to relate to Crave About like So you eat things? Whatever pleases me As often as possible <coughs> And so the Thresholds are the Thresholdians? I don't know what you call them. The people of Threshold, like they're all sitting on the ground, um, legs crisscross applesauce. And so Kate and Temple have joined them sitting just the same. Which means Kate's cool pirate cape jacket thingy is trench coat is also on the floor. Just gathering all that sweet cocoa and dirt. Forgive my friends; they were chosen for skill, not maturity. I can see a trust offering is needed. Might I share more of our loss through our pain, perhaps? <laughs> our world could become more real. Threshold, a nation of mutants, as he called them, to us the enrich, prone to wonder, slow to anger, quick to defend. And when we, which would be a great way to describe someone. So we you know someone who's prone to wonder, slow to anger, quick to defend. I don't know. Best friend status, maybe. And when we repelled the first invasion from the void, the avian barbarians, you name the shiar that victory sparked Threshold's climbed toward its peak. Advancements and celebration came in increasing waves, born of the very double helix that once adorned our heroes. The same miracle that brought Thresholders, oh, that's the name, Thresholders, their gifts. The next to us that crawled from the birthing sea were ce- celebrants and builders. Each generation of families spawned every twenty years raised by all. Comfortable in our strength, we battled internal threats, hardship with bio machines, disease or smart medicines, discord with viral communications, with it, reform. Our governance was reborn as two houses one called equally for each generation of enrich, your mutants, the other drawn from our enshrined, what you call humans. As vast minority enshrined were cherished for their perspective, born with no gifts, their wisdom checked Threshold's ever growing power. I'm sure it's not on um, perp, or I'm sure it's not an accident that all of them are dressed as um, I don't know next generation um, characters. Like they have the red or yellow shoulder tops, and then a black bar her, um, across their chest, and Then their bellies are also red. Oh yeah, so I guess that's not next generation uniforms, but it evokes it. Every generation spawned entered a better war than what was. This was Threshold's age of light until, from the darkness, the unbreathing struck. Our rivals, an industrial anthropologic society desperate for expansion, devastated by the first oxy- oxygen war, they lay dormant for ages before resurfacing with even deadlier tactics chokestaffs, night weapons, sky blazers. Theirs was a Gregorio turf war against any who breathed air. They had no choice. Oxygen poisoned them. Life for threshold meant death for the unbreathing. It took only a taste of war to turn our pride into poison. Fear the unbreathing drove us to cruel places. Hybrid bacteria to inf- infiltrate and kill their cities beneath the waves. But the strange were too smart. They quickly became self-aware. Out of hate, we cheated monsters and paid the price. We created monsters. We turn on us and turn each other, fighting their own war of our infected bodies. The few who hold off infection were led by Grove, but seeing no cure in horizon, we turned to escape. Grove chose us, chose me, a mass, and craved to strike out into the unknown for help, and if no help could be found to preserve us history. And so, as our age of light drowned in blood, a friend ate friend and lover slaughtered lover. And there's an ad here for Black Panther on Unconquered number one by Brian Edward Hill and Alberto Fauci, covered by Ken Lashley. Which is fun, Ken Lashley's still doing art. I say that, but he did several arcs of X Men Gold. We fled to your arms, it seems, where Temple caught us. <coughs> and Temple is shy about the credit. And the Mass is like, we finally reached the future, and already Thea's doing my girl. And you know, I was like, that's a woman, a Mass, and trust me, you never had a chance. Which I read originally as like, well, that's a weird thing. Clearly, she's a woman. But it's like, oh, it's because he referred to her as a girl. And it's like, oh, man, sexism, as old as time. <clears throat> and Crave helps Thea up off the ground. And Kate's like, "You might have been lost to the Giarthea, but not to Krakola." And Thea's like, "Not, not easy, and more so not over." We came for aid. Will Krakola answer? And Kate says, "We'll help. No question." And Bishop's like, "Saving them's one thing, Cap, but a whole society—like, how does that even work? Time travel details. That's what I've got for you." That's what I've got you for. We'll figure it out as we always do. And Cassandra Nova implies that there's a bigger issue here. And Kate shouts like, Not now, Nova. Not today. Thea a mass Crave. We can't imagine what you've lost. But Corcola doesn't accept no-win scenarios. And he doesn't turn his back on family. The Marauders will do everything we can for Threshold. And Cassandra Nova's like, F- like, Forget it. You guys don't even know what you're doing. Like The whole team's nervous about this. And... Oh yeah, she starts belittling Kate by calling her Sprite and Um Yeah, calls her Sprite and then also Oh, where is it? Oh, oh our low density leader, which is fun. And she's like Sprite just about to volunteer us for a demise. And someone's like, she she is? Indeed, Somnus. You see, I've witnessed Threshold's Bacteria weapons. As such, I've compelled to speak out against our low-density leader. Navate is Sprite's true superpower. Following her, we brave eight would face monsters that once conquered the globe or will. In their future, our past, I know them all too well. Sibling Bacteria. Archaea and Sublime. So, Cass- Cassandra Nova and Sublime, that's on purpose. Next, Secret Origin of a Species. There's a nice page here as Marvel remembers Mike Pesciullo, who lived from 1972 to 2022, which is not how we say it, 2022. And that was a sad day getting that new. Secret Origin of a Species continues in issue eight. Um, on sale right now is Marauders 7, which, you know, holding my hand, Wolverine 28, and you're listening to me describe, X-Men Red 7, Immortal X-Men 7, which is a, such a great title, I'm surprised it took me that, like, very long to read it, Legion of X-6, Wolverine 26, so Wolverine is coming out every other week, x First 33, X-Men 16, New Mutants 31, and Exterminators 2, so of that list, I own Marauder 7 and Exterminators, such a great book. Back cover ads for new music available now, Wakanda Forever Prologue featuring No Woman, No Cry, which I downloaded, by Tim's. A Body, A Coffin by Amorari, and Soy by Santa Fe Clan. And that, Everyone's Marauders, Volume 2, that started in 2022, uh, Issue 7. So thank you so much for listening for that. Um. Oh yeah, so comics that came out this week was X-Men 30. Which was Sync versus. Not Versus. Sink and Talon versus the High Evolutionary. Which was a decent title, but ends with. So I guess spoilers for current comics. Um, High Evolutionary defeating the two of them easily and then killing Talon for some reason. But Sink uploaded Xavier's powers and so now Talon lives in his head which seems like the beginning of the road of Talon Eraser. I know some people are concerned that they're just gonna he's gonna put those that life lived inside uh, Wolverine's head and have her just have two lifetimes that she just ignores one of them and writers so will just leave it alone until a year from now probably. Um... So that was on my bottom of my list. And then i uh try and think of what other two books and how I rated them. Oh, Cable or Cable One came out by Fall Many On and Scott Eaton. And it's in the Fall of X, um, continuity, because I was at first I was like, "Was well, this, this is a Marvel Legends thing, but they reference a bunch of stories. The highlight of the issue for me is that I think Meriwether came back, who was one of my favorite characters during the Joe Casey Adjourn era, which one day they should just make that into an omnibus and then I would buy that omnibus so quickly. Um... Like, great stories, great art, and... Cable, like come on, that should just be selling itself. And and they're fighting some new age technology um that's escaping me right now. And I'll um, admit what's the weaker of the books, but it's, it should be called cables, as it's both teen cable and adult cable. And their dynamic is very fun together. And Oh, there was another comic that. Oh, and of course, Invincible Iron Man, uh, fifteen, where Tony didn't do much except had sex with Emma Frost, which I know sent the schema fans railing. But also, some of them seemed like they were they're ready for the new relationship as Scott clearly chose Jean, and then Emma's just been, you know, free agent. I think there's been some stories implying that Scott and Emma have hooked up during those times, you know, with the polygamous nature of the X-Men that we all appreciate and opens up all the ships, but none of them as towed on page as we we'll would like. Speaking as a Katyana fan, I'd like to see more of that. Um... Oh, oh, and then Forge and Ironheart um, meet up in space. She gives up the Ten Rings as they build ships. There's a footnote in there about how Carnage has met with Asgardian blacksmiths that I'm like, I'm not reading that. Come on. Like, no one's reading that at all. Oh, 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 and in X-Men 30, Spider-Man, Iron Man, and Miss Marvel are all in the same room, and Jerry Duggan could have written a moment about... You know, Miss Marvel and Spider-Man and how she died in his comic and, you know, awkward now. But they chose not to do that. But I'm like, someone should have addressed that because that is super awkward. You know, like she died and then came back like two months later as an X-Man. Like, i not even going thank you to Spider-Man. Which I, I understand Jerry Duggan does not want to kick over that Aunt hill and see what comes out. Which, by the way... Kick a can- ant hill, ants come out. That, like that's just what happens. And so everyone, uh, I got some more detailed uh, if, tweets about it at Jackal Sii on Twitter, and because that's where tweets are contained. <laughs> um, and you can follow me on YouTube as well at Jackal Sii. And appreciate any new subscribers or people who want to. Um, I got some ideas for YouTube videos because I'm thinking about doing a side project instead of what I was thinking about doing. I'm, pretty much, I just have lots of YouTube ideas, and I just had to settle down. But I think I I got like a notepad and wrote down like nine ideas. So I'm like, I could do this if it's every other day, maybe. So I just have to prep the downstairs guest room, and so I'm hoping to grab like an empty box from work to make the move two trips instead of, I don't know, 20. So, if I can get my act together this weekend, that'd be nice. Um, It's getting warmer here in Montana, and we've been in like negative 10, and earlier in the week was like negative 30, so that's not been great. Um, I got an issue of Immortal X-Men 9, the sinister Cape Pride Lockheed cover, so that was pretty awesome. Um, I'm working on a project right now on Twitter for next week. That's a rereading of X-Men Second Coming. So that should be fun to post. And then I'll capture those for, um, the blog at com. And I'm working on another project I'll announce once the Second Coming one's over. So, you know, I'm liking these rereads and new reads, um... So follow me on Twitter for all my crazy X-Men thoughts and random other thoughts I have, but it's mostly X-Men lately. As I try to promote the blog and just my interests and I'm trying to get to a thousand, um well I haven't said this aloud, but i mentally I'm like, like at nine hundred and seventy nine Twitter followers. So it'd be nice to hit a thousand and I have a little jokey post I wanna do once I hit a thousand. But I've had that jokey thought for maybe 2 months now and so I'm like it's a slow burn or a slow build and possibly a slow burn. I'll let you decide dear viewer and maybe you're not a viewer. We'll table that for now. That's a Mike and Tommy snacks joke to give credit. Oh, and I should mention I bought this comic for $4 at Kellogg's Comics. And I'm pretty sure I own two covers of this as I was like, I don't cuz I had this on my wish list and then got home and was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I own this. And I do. So it's on the stack of shadow and flame with magic comics that I do know, I no longer need because of this blog or this podcast. So thank you everyone for listening. And I'll talk at you next time. And if you can ask a friend to listen and subscribe, I appreciate that as we try to make the podcast grow. Oh, and review as well. All right, everyone, until next time, which I'm not sure what will be, as I did all my birthday posts or episodes until two weeks when I do the fourth one. So I might just do another back issue one um, on Sunday night. I've been liking the schedule of a Sunday and Thursday. And so I'll review another back issue, I guess. Or not even, no, no, not back issue Uh recently bought I gotta come up with any better names for these um alright everyone well thanks again for listening bye